0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the God Crypto Show. Today's guest you've probably heard of before. You've probably heard the baritone of this man. You've seen his channel, you've seen him around the place. He's a big dog in the space, been around for a long time. I am personally a fan as well. I'm speaking with Crypto Beatles. Thank you so much for your time today, mate. Great having a chat.
1: Hey, well, thanks for having me and for the kind words, man. God bless
0: you. It's awesome. No dramas at all, mate. It's, uh, it's just the truth. That's all we speak here, buddy. Um, look, first of all, I just want to sort of jump straight in and just speak a bit about your background, mate, because... You know I spoke with you a few weeks back, and um, you know you you've come into this space much the same as myself, but from a different industry um, what sort of what were you doing before you came into here and what brought you into this space?
1: Gotcha, so I guess kind of I'll just give you kind of a two hundred foot aerial so uh, so crypto Beetles is what they call me is just a cheeky fun, right? just uh, my name is Robert Beatles through crypto in there just to be fun for friends and family. But uh, yeah, so Christian, father, husband, that's me in a nutshell. I build businesses. Um, you know, I started, um, you know, in construction, I built one of the largest construction service companies in California. I've always been kind of geeky, a little nerdy, always loved tech, started programming when I was young, you know, created bulletin board systems, all that kind of stuff. So I created a software company. Once my construction company got uh, up and running and didn't need me there day to day anymore, so then I started building stuff for the government for the United States Post Office. We started building applications for them. Around 2011, this uh, crazy uh, Brit, you know, Max Kaiser, good buddy of mine, you know, he uh, I've met this guy you know, a bunch of times now, and I uh, just I just love this dude. But uh, anyways, in 2011, he basically you know told us how you know the in 2011 is when I heard, but he was saying in 2008, you know, the financial crisis, the collapse, all that was due to central banks. It was due to these big institutions, big business bailouts. You know, the dollar's doomed. We need something called Bitcoin to save the day, right? So he had told that to me. I looked into it. And from then on, I got bit by the bug, right? It was pretty incredible, the technology, the little nine pages white paper there. And, um, you know, I just kept looking more and more into it started getting really involved into it. And uh, a lot of my friends and family knew that, uh, that I was in blockchain and crypto, all that kind of stuff. And in 2017, everybody decided to get into Bitcoin, right? And so who do they call? they started calling me right with the same questions over and over and over again. How do I buy it? How do I sell it? Where do I go? Who can I trust? All that kind of stuff. Right. And then, and then after a while, you know, enough of my buddies, you know, were smarter than me and they're like, Hey man, why don't you just put together a video that explains all the nuances, you know, all the basics for us, you know, that way you can just point people to it. Right. So came up with this cheeky little name, you know, crypto and then Beatles, you know, it's my last name and you know, they, everybody's just asking about crypto. So we did this on YouTube back in 2017 sometime. And uh, we basically just did a couple videos telling people, you know, the friends and family how to navigate the waters, right? And then they loved it. And so, but then they put me to work. They started asking me to start covering, you know, these different projects they were thinking of investing in, right? They wanted me to, you know, find out more, give reviews, do this, do that. So, A couple days a week, I would basically spend time with either the founders or CEOs of these projects and bring them on the channel and let them explain to the people, you know, what it is they do and why people should care. So I've done that over a thousand times. And uh, I think only 500 of them or so, you know, we actually aired because like the other 500 were just like straight scams. And it's like me having, you know, technical expertise background, you know, asking people questions and quickly realizing that they're just there to steal people's money. That stuff Mm -hmm. never never made the light of day. But um, anyway, so that's that's how we kind of got into into the I guess the YouTube area, right? Was through Crypto Beatles. Then we, you know, got uh, our own TV show in 46 million households. we were uh, we were the face of Trading View sessions on Trading View. Uh, we have a podcast as well, all that kind of stuff. But anyways, in 2017, one of the things that I kept you know hearing and seeing and and quickly realized is there was no really you know awesome wallet, right? There was nothing out there where people could you know store safely store while controlling you know, their basic cryptocurrencies. So we set out to uh, basically my co-founder, he wanted to create this reoccurring payment uh, mechanism for, for merchants of sorts, right? And I'm like, that's cool, but I don't really hear a lot of people wanting that right now. What I'm hearing is they kind of want an all-in-one solution for cryptocurrencies starting with keeping their funds safe. So let's create a wallet, right? Let's create a wallet that stores, you know, all the major cryptocurrencies and allow the user to be in control of it. So we did that, and then we just kept making it better and better and better, like adding the buy and sell feature from your bank account or your credit card, adding a decentralized exchange to it so people could just start swapping tokens from day one, adding their market cap, adding their portfolio tracker, adding news, you know, all kinds of cool stuff, adding interest that they could earn on their crypto. Then, of course, we also launched Monarch Pay, which allows merchants to start basically using cryptocurrency for reoccurring transactions. So now they're looking at less than 1% in fees, like with credit cards, they got to deal with chargebacks. They got to deal with these high fees. People use Patreon, They 10 12%. So there's, there's a big incentive for merchants to use something that's cryptocurrency related if it's easy, right? So if it's easy and it's going to cost them less than 1% with no strings attached and they're always in control of their funds, seemed like a smart thing to do, right? So it brings a lot of value to the space. We created that. We launched it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's just going to keep getting better and better. But, you know, the, the value proposition for merchants for merchants is simple. It's like, hey, are you tired of paying 3 to 12% transaction fees? And are you tired of chargebacks? If you are, start using Monarch Pay. It costs less than 1%. Yeah. So it's less than 1%. There's nothing to sign up to. Anybody can use it today. They can just go to monarchpay.com, start using it. Um, right now, it, it's for desktop only. However, it'll be integrated into the Monarch wallet itself within probably the next couple of weeks. And uh, we're using MetaMask on the desktop, which is a little clunky, but that'll be gone probably in the next few weeks as well. So it's going to be just kind of like a centralized feel, stupid simple to use. Merchants will have all the bells and whistles that they're used to with like a centralized system while it's decentralized. So it's, it's incredible. The beta is out right now, but like the thing that's going to be like really, really incredible that I'm proud of, you know, it's probably, you know, a few weeks to a month out, but uh, people can start using it today and it works. It's safe. It's cheap. It's reliable. It's oh, awesome. Monarch Pay. Website? monarchpay.com
0: monarchpay.com i'm writing that down cuz i want yeah to so we got
1: we got two things basically right so we have a, an amazing wallet which is more when we call it a wallet it's not because it just holds crypto it holds the best companies and services in crypto and in blockchain that we partnered with in one place So imagine having to download like 40 different apps to have 40 different services or 40 different companies. Well, with Monarch, the goal is to have one. So with Monarch Wallet, you know, you access all these other companies through one login and you have access to all their services through the Monarch login. And it also holds all your cryptocurrencies or a big, big portion of the coins out there as well. And, and uh, yeah, so when we say wallet, it's really a wallet to hold the best, you know, services and companies in one place through one login and then we have our merchant solution as well called monarch pay so it's kind of like two different parts of the business that are all under the same under the same umbrella so to speak that are just here to bring value and what's that
0: becoming an octopus you'll continue to grow out do you have your eight legs
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> a double but you've answered basically the first four questions I got here which is what's your focus now and obviously that is hmm. your focus focus is to, is to be working on that. and then I'm excited to see what you come up with there mate i mean Look, the question has to—it be, begs to be asked. You're a successful guy. Uh, you, you've built a very successful building business, a very successful tech company. Now you're moving into this space. You sound like you got into the blockchain and crypto asset space quite early as well. So I'm, I'm sure you've done quite well out of that. What's the drive for you? I mean, is it just that you like to be busy? I mean, don't you want to go hunting or fishing or something like that? Well, is there nothing else that you want to do? Is is, is building businesses your hobby?
1: That you, you hit the nail on the head, right? So you ask my wife, you ask anybody that knows me. I'm the guy that just works 24 seven. I only sleep a couple hours a night. So like in my spare time, I wrote a book, right? So that was over the weekend. I had a couple, I had a, you know, I had, I had the weekend where I'm like, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a little bit of time off in programming. And, and I just wrote a little book to help people. Right. And so I'll, I'll launch that. I don't know how to sit still. I'm at a stand up desk. I don't know if you can see this. I can't sit down, man. I'm always doing something right uh, so you know, after I build one company and it doesn't need me anymore, and it's uh, it's profitable, it's running well, got great people behind it, then I go build another one. You know, that's 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 what I do for fun, man. Like when when I have to go on vacation, and I, that's why I say I when I have to, because we all have duties. We have duties as husbands, right? So as a husband, you know, you have obligations, right? You got to take, you know, you got to take the missus every once in a while to do something as she wants to do. But I'm still the guy in the back of my laptop working. You know what I mean? That's, that's just who I am. It feels oh, inherently wrong. Yeah, It just feels inherently wrong to just, you know, to be, I don't know, just sedentary, not doing something. I always have to be moving and building something, creating value, and then just, you know, move on and build something else, right? And make sure that whatever I built, you know, prior, you know, has great leadership, you know, running it. So that's, that's, awesome. that's what I do for fun.
0: Mate, I, I, I just wanted to ask that from a personal perspective I, i'm uh, my business partner is very much the same as that whereas i'm the sort of guy that i'll keep going and going and going and going but then when i stop don't call me i've stopped and usually it's when i go fishing i try and go fishing in places where i'm so far out to sea that i can't get any reception so i'm out i i can't even be tempted i just i'm just focused on fishing and that's it the rest of it or, or underwater spearfishing but um it's interesting to see that because there's a lot of commonality between uh, myself, you, my business partner, and you as well. Now, now, of course, I want to ask you a little bit about um, alts. Uh, it's obviously the talk of the town has been for quite some time now with Bitcoin picking up a little bit of steam once again over the last sort of 48 hours, which is nice to see. i uh, pulling back a little bit now. But, I mean, people are always saying, when is it alt season? When is it alt season? Like they're expecting that it will happen again. Now, I'm a big advocate for history repeating itself. I'm a trader. Uh, I use technical analysis, which is... Trends repeating itself through a, tra- through a specific checklist to allow me to have a higher probability of success. So I get using history uh, as a bit of a guide for the future. But I mean, this could change. It doesn't necessarily mean we will definitely get an alt season and the thing is if we do, If we do get another one, uh, it'll be because of the new money coming in, right? New money will come into Bitcoin, driving it higher up through 20,000, so on and so forth. And then that money will move into what? Now it'll probably be the newer projects. It might even be just within the top 10 because the next wave of investor I personally believe might be someone who's a little bit more mature, a little bit more experienced and has a little bit more money. So they're probably looking at more of a safe haven. So what do you say to these people out there that are sitting on alts expecting uh, another alt season? What's your view on that? Do you think we're going to see it and will it change?
1: I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be sadly disappointed. I think that, uh, you know, alts, you know, kind of had their moment, so to speak, you know, where you could just throw money at anything and make money. I think the market's gotten a little bit more savvy since then. I do believe that rising rising tides raise all ships, right? So I do think when more money comes in, you're going to see alts across the board go up a little bit. But are they going to hit those all-time highs again? Do we see you know, tokens that you know were $20 or $100 or whatever that are $3 now going back to that? Most likely not. Like you said, some of the newer projects that come in that have that hype surrounding it, those are the ones that will probably end up doing well. The ones that are existing tokens, they have a lot further to go. They have to go a lot further to get back where they were and then make the investors even more money. So that's really, really difficult. I think Bitcoin's kind of the one to watch. I think that a lot of these alter, you know, alternative tokens and coins that are out there, um, a lot of them are going to go to zero. I've been, I said this, if you go watch my very first video, my very first video in 17, I told them, look, Never put a penny in. You're not willing to lose because most of these are going to go to zero. I said most of these are going to go to zero. So not to not to scare anybody here, but I'm telling you, you're going to lose your money. This this is all just hyperinflated. These things are not worth this. This is going to crash, right? I told them then seventeen, and it did just a few months later, right? And I've always been true to this. I've never taken a penny from anybody. I've never promoted or shilled anything for any amount of money. I only bring people on just to cover what the community asks me to. And so you know, I've always been brutally honest. And so with alts, you know, some are going to go up, make no mistake, but the majority of them are dead. You know what I mean? They they raised their money already. They've already spent it. You know, they're out there as mouthpieces if they're even still there. You know what I mean? Trying to raise more money. People that had huge monster ICOs are freaking broke that are getting ready to do another one. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, like you haven't done anything with the first 200 million you raised and now you want more? Yeah. What have you done with that, right? And so, like, oh, well, you know, we left it in Ethereum, Ethereum tank, and so blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, that's, fault, just, that's just bad business, right? Yeah. And so there's, you know, story after story of things like this. And so I think what we're going to see over the next few years is you're going to see some of those smaller alts that are actually of value get gobbled up by bigger companies. Yeah. And some of those bigger companies are going to get gobbled up by even bigger companies. And some of the biggest companies we see right now are going to disappear because they're going to go under. They're going to have that Mt. Gox moment. So all the stuff that I think that we think we know we're we we do not know it <laughs> you know what i mean it's like what we think is going to happen isn't and what we don't think is going to happen probably will and that's what i think is going to happen over the next few years but um, i stick i stick by with what i just said right there i think most of these are going to zero and the uh, the new ones coming out that have a lot of hype um, you know big teams behind them um, i think those are the ones that you're going to see some money come out of uh, the existing ones they have a lot further to go and, and a lot more to prove especially when they've got years of track record of. Basically, accomplishing nothing.
0: So, yeah, well, it's tough. Well, bravo, bravo. Robert. Look, we speak the same language. I've been pretty brutal on that as well. Um, yeah, you, know, you do. Call, you do, call some flack, and you know, I haven't taken a dollar for any interviews I've ever done either. It's the same thing. It's just let me just do something for the people, and for me to learn as well, myself. And you know, I I speak to a lot of these projects, and I've grilled them, like not not to be rude, but just to ask the questions that need to be asked. Like, okay, you, you like, for example, perfect example is Nem, was top four coin at one well, token at one stage worth one point four billion market cap. Now they're asking for like trying to raise that seven million dollars for their whatever it was. You know, they've just gone through to, through to nothing. They all through seventeen they are saying we're gonna come out with this new upgrade or whatever they call it. And then all through eighteen we're gonna come out No, no, no. Didn't do didn't do anything. All they did was spend airfares all around the world doing stuff, saying stuff and accomplishing nothing. Then they asked for more money. Hang on a second. You've got a one point four billion dollar valuation where you want a slab of those tokens. Have you not at least thought about your next five years of operating costs to at least get to a revenue stage. Well, no, we didn't think of that. Of course you didn't, you fools. That's why you're in this position. You want money from me? Are you kidding me? No offense to anyone out there at Ripple, uh, sorry, at uh, NEM, But I mean, it's business 101. If you, if you raise, if you need 5 million bucks to get to revenue and you've got 20 million, then bank 10. Because at least you know you've got the runway to get you to at least somewhere where you can actually start to make the business turn over so it doesn't require you to just keep burning someone else's money. And that's what pissed me off so much about this whole thing. Now, I didn't get really caught up in the ICO thing because I'm a trader. I will trade alts, but my purpose for trading alts is really to... Um, take those swings and get out Uh, a lot of people in 17 you know when I was trading like oh hodling's the only way to go how'd that go for your Charlie Brown through 2018 not very well how's it going for you now not very well so it's about knowing what you're doing within the market and uh, and also knowing that a lot of people don't know what they're doing and focusing in on what you can work out I mean what do you think of fundamentals I mean what the hell is a fundamental in in an alt
1: gotcha so I mean it starts off with the team right can you hear me okay yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, so I mean, the first thing you got to look at, right, is you, know, you got you the team. But more important than that is the idea, right? So is the idea even, you know, valuable, right? Is it something people even want? Okay, so we've established yeah, yeah, yeah. that, it, <laughs> exactly, right, does it need to be a token? Does it need to be in blockchain? Can it just be some other centralized company? So once you've established that, okay, great, it's something that people would want, people would need, who's behind it? Right. Who's behind it. Okay. So I don't care, you know, if they've got, um, you know, 50, 60, 80, 90 people in it, but they all are like C plus students or C plus business guys. It's not going to do anything. Right. So you kind of look and you see, okay, who's behind the team who has, you know, kind of a proven track record of success. That's, that's really a hands-on guy, not just a mouthpiece. Then you look and you see, okay, how are they backed? How are they funded? Okay, cool, they've got good funding, they've got good backing. Okay, now how are they gonna get the word out? Because I don't care how good you are, right? You're nothing if people don't use you. So you, you look and you see, okay, so they've got, you know, they've got a good media presence or they have, you know, good marketing or they've got, they have a way to, to get the message out to, to the masses and things like that. And then that's, that's how you kind of start, right? And then if you're a little bit more technical savvy, then you start looking at the white paper. Maybe you interview them. Maybe you call them you say, hey guys, you know, I like what you're doing here. I have a couple questions I'm thinking about investing, but before I do, I need some answers, right? And so that way you're not just listening to some idiot on YouTube, you know, saying, hey, you know, buy this thing. It's going to go to the moon, right? Or hey, you know, some of yours, you know, is like, hey, guy, uh, you know, somebody told me this this coin's gonna moon, right? We have way too much of that, you know. It's it's died down a lot, but that was most of seventeen, right? It was, yeah. you know, sixty percent or so of the traffic to exchanges came from YouTube, you know, it came from somebody watching some, you know, somebody you know shill some crap, and you know, then their audience would go and buy it, and then uh, or it came just you know from people that weren't really in the space that, you know, maybe made some money in something stupid and because they made a little bit of money, they thought they were some kind of expert and so then they it's tell crazy. all their friends and, yeah, and then they get all their friends and family in there, they're, they're mortgaging their houses, they're doing all this crazy stuff and then the market tanks, right? So, yeah, I mean, they're, do your own deal, do your own research, right? So, that's, that's one of the keys. Most people don't, and that's one of the problems. But I think that enough people got burned in 17, 18, whatever, they're, they're either out of it altogether or now they're a lot more skeptical and they need to be when they're looking at these projects. So start with the idea of team, money, marketing, road, roadmap, white paper, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Fundamentals.
0: Fundamentals. Gotcha. Thanks for that, mate. Hey, um, I know what your focus is at the moment. Obviously, it's working on the wallet, the payment system, which um, I'm sure is, you know, it's taking a lot of time. I know you've got a bit of travel coming up. Have you, have you found that like, you've probably just been sort of locked in a room and working your butt off on this thing, I would guess being the person that you are by the sounds of it. But have you found, have you come across anything recently that's kind of, um, I don't know, just excited you, you know, something new. Like obviously there's been the talk about back, there's been this, there's been that, there's been ETF, blah, 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 blah. All that sort of stuff that's been there for a long time. Is there anything that's that might have been off the radar that, that you've come across and you've gone, ah, oh, that's a you know, either a great idea, a great thing for adoption, or or some new player coming into the space. Is there anything there that's sort of maybe off the radar a little bit that's got you pumped?
1: Yeah. yeah, like, like I've said, you know, from the beginning, man, cryptocurrency is either, you know, the greatest freedom for the people or the biggest enslaver of the people. Right. And so, cause you can use it for good or for evil. And so we're going to see because, you know, China is supposed to be launching their own cryptocurrency in November, right? That they're going to be force feeding their citizens that the seven large banks and corporations like Alibaba are going to be the first ones using this, accepting this and pushing it to their people. And so with blockchain, as you know, a lot of it's transparent, right? Well, that's fine if it's, you know, kind of like an open, open public ledger type thing, right? But with, with the Chinese, I don't imagine that it's going to be that, right? Thank so they, they could actually, you know, really, I mean, really, you know, see exactly how much money their citizen has, what they spend their money on, where it's at, you know, who it went to. Maybe they're not a, maybe they're a bad citizen now. So now they freeze their funds. Maybe now they take them back. So why do I mention this? Well, this is a government, right? This is China, right? That's going to be using their own cryptocurrency. And don't think for a second, a lot of other countries aren't going to follow suit and start doing it. And so this is huge for the space. It may be pure evil. I have no idea, right? We'll have to wait and see. But it's huge for cryptocurrency adoption across, you know, the global spectrum of things. And so I think that's, I think that's enormous. I think Facebook being the pioneer for us with the regulators is, is enormous because that's going to help, you know, get the clarity that so many corporations and companies are looking for before they really enter the space. So those are real exciting things. And, and why, why does it matter if people start using Libra or they start using the raminbi or whatever? Well, because people, when they start using crypto, they're going to start realizing, Hey, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not making money with this stuff. And uh, people told me, you know, you can buy Lambos with uh, with crypto, right? But these things all seem to be stable. What's this thing called Bitcoin? What's this thing called Ethereum? What's this XRP? What's this? What's that? And then they start getting more educated, right? They start looking into all these other projects, and they start seeing things of value. And so I think that's what it's going to do. It's kind of it's not going to be an overnight process. This is you know two, three, five years out before you really see you know huge adoption. But I think this is kind of how it starts, man. You know, a lot of people are looking for back and fidelity and all that kind of stuff, but. I tell you what, man, China coming in with their own crypto, and this isn't like Venezuela, right, with their little stupid petrol. I mean, this is freaking China.
0: And and not out of desperation like Venezuela, right? We have to do something. China's like, hmm, let's do something.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're not talking about Iran. We're not talking about Venezuela. We're talking about China, dude. They owe us $1.7 trillion to the U.S., right? And this is a huge freaking country, right? So them having their own crypto launching in November is, is huge news. So that's exciting and terrifying all at
0: the same time. Oh, look, I'm with you completely, and it did start with the Libra thing. I think that um, we've really got a couple of um, the start of an orchestra, shall we say. It started with a trumpet, with Facebook getting out there, playing the trumpet. The, uh, the hobo, the hobo, is that what it's called? Oh, that's, a, that's a homeless person. What are they called? The, the big one, anyway, has snuck in behind the trumpet, which happens to be China. And I think that the rest of them are going to start plugging back in. And eventually, like I said, three to five years, we're going to have a full orchestra. The whole world's going to be singing this song. Uh, And I think that's really the, as you say, the ball is now rolling. Not only have we got one of the biggest, most innovative companies uh, in the world, we've also got the biggest, most innovative and forward thinking nation uh, in the world. Uh, China owns, I think, 20 or 30% of the US debt right now, a huge amount of gold. I mean, the way they play the game is the way you would run it if you were running a business. And that's how China operates. So they they invest in all these different countries around the world that are resource heavy and resource rich and give them these wonderful loans with their corrupt governments. that They know they're going to default in 10 to 20 years, They default in the loans and now bam, China now owns their natural resources. If we weren't focused on a four year term every single time in our democratic policies and the way that we operate, we could probably start to play the game properly as well. But we're hamstrung by this wonderfully annoying yet wonderful thing called democracy. And that's why China's taking so many steps forward at such a fast rate. So to see them, First into the space it 's going to be a very interesting uh, social experiment, and to see how and when that transcends just Chinese borders into other parts of the world. I know in Australia right now they 're trying to bring down a ban on anyone having over ten thousand dollars in cash, uh, whether that be a transaction or on your person now that to me is very very scary in a nation like Australia, and I think the rest of the world 's starting to turn that way, and uh, you know the same reason that Facebook would like to control. Your money, so to speak, is because they know where you're at, what you're at, who your friends are at, where you spend, what the habits are. If you spend more on a rainy day or, or a stormy day, they know everything about us. Imagine what they know about the money as well. That's what China's doing. That's what Facebook's doing. Don't know if it's for good. Don't know if it's for evil. I'd say it's probably suggesting more sort of towards the um, corporate greed side of things than it is towards the growth of mankind. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. There's going to be some Freedom Fighters out there for sure. I'm sure you'll be one of them, but it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, mate. Listen, where can we find out more information uh, about you, the project, the whole lot? And also, you're doing a lot of travel lately. uh, We're coming up. So tell us where you're going to be so that people can find you.
1: Yeah, so I'm easy to find. You can just type in crypto and then Beatles, B-E-A-D-L-E-S. You know, anywhere on the internet, you'll find me on YouTube, uh, TV, um, you know, Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff, LinkedIn. Um, you know, as far as uh, Monarch, just go to monarchwallet.com. So that's monarchwallet.com. For merchants, go to monarchpay.com. For conferences, I'm going to be all over the place, man. I'm going to be, you know, in China, Singapore, Philippines, Malaysia, uh, see Las Vegas, I think New York let's see where else, uh, let's see Vegas, LA, I don't know, man, all, Malta, Jeez, just throw a dart, man, I'm going to be there, <laughs> right, so, just just come to a conference, you're probably going to see me there, you know, talking, you know, interviewing, moderating, doing something, right, or, it's you know, rapping Monarch. A golden hat. That's it, I'm a walking billboard everywhere I go, so,
0: <laughs> yeah. Good on you, mate. Well, like it's, it's, it really has been great speaking with you, mate. Uh, absolute pleasure. And uh, I wish you all the best with uh, both the payment gateway and the wallet moving forward. Uh, safe travels uh, as you go. And I hope you and your son have a fantastic time. And I'm probably going to see you at one of these events, maybe in Malta. So I look forward to uh, sitting down shaking your hand and cracking a beer with you.
1: Sounds great, man. Well, God bless. And thanks so much for having me. Appreciate you.
0: Hello, Warriors. Ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic day. I'll speak to you again very soon. Bye for now.